Welcome back to the One Moment Tribe podcast. My name is Kirbanu and this is the place where you get to hear the insights, tips, strategies and practices from some of the most mindful and creative businesswomen around the world. I am very excited to introduce you to today's guest, Dagmash Bremberg. She is a German based in Costa Rica. She is a yoga teacher, a holistic health counselor, and is the founder of Montezuma Yoga, one of the first ever yoga retreat centers in Costa Rica. By sharing the life-changing power of yoga in her own personal practice, Dagma holds space for people who are seeking relaxation, connection, inspiration and the journey back into themselves. She is very active online, leads online courses, gives online videos and has a beautiful practice and shares retreats and her work around the world. Without further ado, here is Dagma. Dagma, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to share you, to share your story and I think really just your outlook on life, how you see the world and how you live your life with our One Woman Tribe audience. So welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy to be here and I love your work. And so let's see what we can do together to inspire people. <laughs> yeah, it is, a lot. it is about that, isn't it? It's about living and digesting and then sharing what we digest with others. Tell me and tell us a little bit about your story because I think you've been on quite an interesting journey. So what are you doing and how did you get to that point? <laughs> well, so I grew up in Germany uh, and I left Germany in 1996 because I always had this longing of traveling the world, which sounded very cheesy to me when I was 15, because I always had this vision of wanting to live somewhere tropical, under the palm trees, in the sun, um, which probably a lot of people in Germany have um, growing up with the weather in Germany. So I never really knew what that was going to look like, but I always had this picture. And then uh, I also always felt that Germany wasn't really my country or my tribe. I always felt very like separated. It was always like me and the others. And that was a little bit of a suffering for me. And uh, I worked in the music business and had a really, really great time, actually, and a beautiful community of creative people. But there was always this like little 1% like, yeah, but what if and what else could I do? And so um, when I was 30, I had this moment of like uh, now or never because my my boss and my ex-company, this uh, music management company, basically asked me to become a partner. And I knew ooh, this is a big step because if I commit to that, I'll never go and see the world because that's it. I'm going to choose career over everything else. And in my private life at that time, there were also a bunch of changes because it was all a little bit messy and I was about to uh, leave my husband, uh, who was also a very dear friend and still is actually. But so there were a lot of things kind of, um, you know, coming together so that in the end I decided to leave Germany and go for it and do the jump. And of all places, I ended up in Los Angeles which was not even on my list. I actually wanted to go to Australia. <laughs> I haven't made it yet. <laughs> and um, 
It was really funny because my ex-boss really talked to me for one week and he was like, what are you going to do in Australia? There's no music business there. Go to, go to LA. And I was like, LA? Like, I don't want to go to LA. But somehow, you know, life is crazy. I ended up going to LA because they offered me a little money for six months if I would make contacts for them in the music business in LA. And I was like, okay, then LA it is. And funny enough, also, I ended up, um, you know, calling people and nobody would call me back. And then finally, one person called me back. And he was living in Beachwood Canyon. And I had no idea. I was never in LA before. I didn't know anybody. And funny enough, he was like meeting me in a coffee shop in Beachwood Canyon, right below the Hollywood sign. And I was like, well, I need to find a place to live. And, you know, and then he said, well, this would be a beautiful neighborhood. And to make a long story short, um, you know, life just started to fall into place. So then I found this little apartment and, you know, me not wanting to go to L.A. at all. I started living in L.A. right below the Hollywood sign every day, driving home like Hollywood. <laughs> and it was so crazy and uh, completely changed my life because I have to say it was uh, the scariest decision of my life, but really the most beautiful decision at the same time because all of a sudden I met all these beautiful people and really found for the first time in my life really my tribe because we were all foreigners trying to make a living in this wild jungle of Los Angeles you know and there were people from Japan and from Australia and from Germany and from Austria and from all over and we all had this longing to live a different life and we didn't really know how we're going to make that happen but that was so powerful and really my first experience of really really community and how powerful it is to find your tribe and to you know have the same intention and to do the work together so shortly after then uh, I found yoga because of course in LA everybody was going to yoga and um, started going to yoga like three, four times a week, found an amazing teacher and, you know, pretty soon realized that the yoga was so much more than a physical practice and, you know, really inspired me. All of a sudden, all these ideas about yoga philosophy and life and finding beauty and creating beauty just was like, wow, this is what I've been waiting for to find a new way of living. And um, it just helped me a lot in this transition time and so I spent like three and a half years in LA and then moved to New York where I met Elena Bauer who became one of my mentors and teachers and um, yeah I went to yoga every day so then I ended up going to Costa Rica for vacation in December 2000 and I had been already to Montezuma with my ex-husband in 1991 and that was really the first time I went to a place that kind of showed me this is actually really my dream but it felt so far away it was like oh somebody else is living my dream but it's not for me and so in 2000 I went back and uh, met people that I had already met in 1991 and I just yeah it was the same thing I just had this feeling of like wow this is like home like the jungle the nature this exactly how I always pictured it, so wild, so like, you know, monkeys, animals, you know, the sound, crickets. So, yeah, and then um, went back to New York. Funny enough, I met a guy in Costa Rica 
and fell in love. He owned a hotel. And yeah, so the story goes. And then I was like, okay, what what could I do when I would if I would want to come more often to Costa Rica? And then went to Elena and said, hey, you know, I found this beautiful place. And would you be up for doing a yoga retreat? And she was like, let's do it. And, you know, and things fell into place. And I like to tell the story because um, that was really uh, beautiful that like the yoga is all about trusting that things will fall into place. And, you know, and <clears throat> growing up in Germany, that was really nothing I ever learned. Nobody ever told me that. It was more like you have to make things happen. And all of a sudden, the more I really practiced yoga, the more I started to trust and the more I started to soften, things really started to fall into place. So, <clears throat> sorry, I have to drink. So... Yeah, basically, for me then, when Elena came, she said to me, well, what are you going to do here? And I was like, well, I don't know. I guess I'll bring other yoga people here because if I move to Costa Rica, the one thing I'm going to miss the most is going to be going to yoga. And then she said to me, well, I know you're going to be an amazing teacher. Why don't you just start teaching? And handed me the Anusara manual. And she said, I'm going to mentor you and just go ahead and start teaching. And there was no yoga in Costa Rica back then. <laughs> and uh, so I started. And to me, really, that's why I love teaching yoga, because it's like, you know, really, if I can help other people to really see like, wow, the more we trust, the more we let things fall into place. We just have all these opportunities that usually we're so like following just what we think we should do that we're like maybe blind to see left and right what else is going on, you know? And if we can trust, the magic happens. And to me, that was really like, that was my story. And it's like, okay, I want to teach other people, you know, that trust and that story to like really soften and, and believe, you know? Mm, absolutely. I think that's a beautiful story. And I love how you shared it and to share because I think so many people, I mean, we all can identify with this idea of, okay, I've done this thing, I've studied this thing, I'm doing this thing, I'm making my money, I'm checking off the boxes of society, but somehow I feel incomplete or I don't feel like everything is right or I feel sad or I feel like there's something else, but I don't know what it is. And I think that importance of like making space, like what you did, by changing something up or by saying no, um, making that space so that we can have these new opportunities so that we can see them. Because I completely agree with you. I think if we're just stuck in that structure, we don't see. Like the opportunities are always there. They're always there. We live in this abundant universe, you know, but, and they're always there. It's just that we're not looking at them. We don't see. Um, we're too fixated. Yeah, and I think the, you know, like you said, the structure thing, that's an interesting thing too, because I was also very much about like, oh, I don't want to like commit to anything. And, you know, and I spent really most of my life always questioning and being like, oh, do I want to go back to Germany? Do I want to live in New York? How about I move back to LA? Or do I want to be in Costa Rica? Do I want to teach yoga? And it was driving me crazy. But it was always like wanting to have this freedom. And a lot of people I work with or students I talk with, they're like, yeah, but I want to go with the flow and I want to be free. And actually what I learned and like to share is 
a little structure is actually really, really amazing because it prepares the foundation for more freedom. And I had to really learn that. Absolutely. Because if you just go with... Oh, God, it's so important. Because if you just go with the flow, then you can so easily get lost in your flow. And then there's no clarity to really know where your next steps are. And people are so afraid to commit and they're so afraid to fail you know that we're always like you know trying to do it all and we get lost in in on the way and and a little structure a little bit of commitment yeah go ahead yeah it's it's like when i uh when i when we had our vocal lessons so guys just so the listeners know um dagmar and i met because she has been one of my um, vocal students (laughs) that's how we got to know each other (laughs) and um and like it's it just reminds me of exactly what i say when i'm teaching vocals which is that we have to have the structure we need to understand what the instrument is and how it works in order to then have the freedom to color our expression, to bring through emotions and thoughts into play, to have that creativity. But without structure, it doesn't work. Like, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, is the beautiful link to the yoga because I feel that, again, is really the practice because it teaches you, you know, certain days you really do your yoga to find connection, to find strength, to build strength. But if you only focus on strengths, then there's no lightness, no freedom because you just get tight and, you know. And then, you know, from from that, I feel like other days the yoga is all about softening and it's all about flowing and it's all about acceptance and letting go. And, you know, and then between those two, the practice really flows, I find. And, and off the mat between these two, life flows really. Because sometimes we need more structure, sometimes we need more freedom, and both, you know, complement each other. Yeah, they are, they are opposing forces on the same energetic pole. Like it's it's there there. It's like the north and south pole. We we have them. They're on one continuum, and we need to find the tension. The right. I mean, I love to see everything. To me, is yoga. Like I can't. The more I practice, <laughs> the more I just see everything as yoga. <laughs> and it, it, I really I agree with you. It's like literally having this dance between you know, expansion and contraction between structure and freedom, uh, between like for the voice, between the mechanical voice and the psychological emotional voice. It's always like this. We have to find the dance and just what you said, some days we need more of one, some days we need more of other, but in the end we have to be just like when we're in any yoga pose, we must be aware of both at the same time, like the expansion and the contraction. Um, but I want to, I want to swing the conversation a little bit because there's something that you talk about, which I think is really important. And I often call it taking responsibility. Um, but you call it showing up for yourself. So can you share a little bit about your philosophy, um, and the work that you're doing around this idea of showing up for yourself with us? Well, I think we all have a beautiful story and um, we often think of our story as like more something like a baggage that we carry with us. And it's so easy that we, I mean, I did that for many years that we kind of carry this story with us and we're always waiting for something to happen outside for us, for it to change. And there's something very empowering to let go of the story and to just be like, okay, I've told this story to myself and everybody else a million times. Only I can change it. I'm not going to sit here and wait for anybody else to do that for me. And um, 
And in a beautiful way, it's so empowering to take responsibility for the creation of your life. And we live in such beautiful times in a way that there are so many tools and so many sources out there that to me, when I realized, you know, I don't have to do it all alone. I can go and ask for help. And I show up and, and say, okay, this is what I need right now. I'm really lost. I, you know, I show my vulnerability. I've worked with coaches. So then it's like, okay, who would be the right person now to help me, you know, make the next step, take the next leap. And I was very lucky in my life to find really inspiring people that in those moments would just, you know, show me the way in a sense. And the more I was showing up for myself and the more I was using my tools, the more magic really happened around me. And then I also realized that in my story and um, that I thought was something, you know, that was kind of like a burden on my shoulders. In that story actually was the gold also to share with people and then to inspire other people to go and take responsibility for themselves. And, uh, and that is just really a beautiful power shift, you know, because then it's like you take care of yourself in a different way. You know, it's like showing up on the mat. You don't show up on the mat because somebody tells you, oh, you should go to yoga. It's going to be good for you. Yeah, maybe you go and it's like it's going to be good for you. But it's different when you show up on the mat because you realize, wow, I have an amazing experience here and I'm showing up for myself. And the magic really it's in the practice and in the showing up. And it's really not about touching your toes or bringing your foot behind the head or doing a handstand or whatever it is. It's just, yeah, facing your truth, you know. I completely agree. And I think at least in my, I'm like what I said, for me, I, I call it taking responsibility for yourself because, and I'm a massive advocate of this. <laughs> it's, it's essential to have the life that you want to have. Um, and I, I say this through personal experience. <laughs> um, so I feel like it, it's also, it's about like when I, when I get on my mat and, and I stand there, it's about being honest to myself, you know? And I think that can be really challenging because often we don't even realize we don't have sometimes the self-awareness to see where we're not being authentic or honest to ourselves, you know? So for me, it's like when I'm there in my vulnerability and wherever I'm at on that day, in that moment on my mat, it's like, okay, now I really need to see myself as I am and, and, and accept that and allow that and work with that and what I need in this moment, like truthfully. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And that was something magically here in the jungle that I learned pretty soon because the funny thing is when you live in the city, it's so much easier to run away from yourself and be distracted and keep your life so busy that you never really have to face yourself. And then I moved here to... Costa Rica and then you sit on the beach and the beach is beautiful and the palm trees are beautiful and it's all you ever wanted and the sun is shining and you're not happy and it's like well why am I not happy and who's to blame I can't blame the rain and I can't blame whatever it's like if I'm not happy it's because it's inside and then you can either run away from it and just you know do drugs or do whatever you want to do to like run away and party or you sit on the beach and you're like okay maybe I should start sitting still and listening and accepting and yeah just uh, tuning in instead of tuning out and uh, yeah and that I feel is the magic yeah 
I completely agree with you that tuning in instead of tuning out, and it's so easy, as you said, in, you know, especially in our Western societies and in cities and and just with the bloody phone, like social media, it's so easy for us to go Mm. outside to distract ourselves. But that just perpetuates, in my opinion, it just perpetuates separation. It perpetuates anxiety. It perpetuates suffering Mm -hmm. and sadness and isolation because we literally feed our detachment even more through distraction. Totally. Even here now, I mean, in a way, it's beautiful that I can communicate with the world in so much better, so much more ways than I could 20 years ago when I moved here. But there's also something sad about it because it was really all just about, well, I had to sit on the beach and they're like, you know, if I would go home at 12 o'clock with my boyfriend, we had no phone, we had no TV and we would really just be with each other and look at the stars and, you know, have friends come over. And even now here in this little jungle town, everybody's on the phone, everybody's constantly busy and it's crazy. Like, you know, we have to be really careful not to yeah, be so outside all the time, you know, and, and just find stillness and go in and, and process and integrate and have a practice and have tools to yeah stay connected to ourselves and not be lost in the outer world yeah and i think that at least in my experience um the breath is our best friend (laughs) it is our constant companion and like if there's one thing that we can do in any moment to bring ourselves back to the moment and to awareness it's breath it's being aware of the breath. It's making, it's taking a pause inside of the crazy to really just be like, I'm just going to breathe right now and feel my breath. And that's what, again, returning full circle to yoga. That's what I love so much about having a daily, a daily yoga practice. It's, it, it trains that so that after a period of time, it becomes so automatic that you actually are just tuning into your breath on a daily basis. And that through the practice of, of showing up for ourselves, through the practice of taking responsibility, through the practice of applying these tools from coaches, for example, we, we integrate that in ourselves and we make more space and then we have the freedom to choose the stories we tell ourselves and how we interpret our world and how we interact and react to our world and I love that so much Mm. I'm so grateful for that absolutely and just the little pause the little moment before we react if we just take that little pause and like you know like in yin yoga that's why I love yin yoga so much too and it's really like all the time we want to right away change something fix something adjust something and just this like okay stay and actually every impulse is only like a couple of seconds and then it's gone and can we just learn to stay and not right away move you know it's so beautiful yeah yin is really powerful for that when one when you can really practice yin with that level of awareness it's so powerful and just the just the narrative like what i use you know okay this too shall pass like i mean this is something that you get from meditation but this too shall pass like yeah I'm having this experience rather than I am this or I am that. Yeah, at the moment there's sadness. At the moment I'm telling myself this story. At the moment this is happening, but it too shall pass. It's all it's all fleeting. It's all momentary. It's all just dancing energy in space. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to say it, absolutely. Yeah, and that comes to the next point of 
acceptance really because I feel also once we learn to acknowledge because I think in the end there's the longing is always for acknowledgement because we cannot really let go of the story as long as it's not been acknowledged, you know, and maybe, you know, even emotions, whatever is going on, as long as we're not, a, if we're afraid to say it, it has its own life of like coming back and again and again and again. And it's like, I find the moment you say it or you acknowledge it to yourself or to another person, it's like, oof. What a relief. There's space again. And when there's space, there's like um, room for a new experience and we're not going in circles anymore. And, and uh, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing too, to come more or to use the practice to get to a more of a place of acceptance and not wanting to yeah, push things away. Mm -hmm. And that's the freedom when we accept that, when we accept what is as it is right now, when we accept ourselves as we are in this moment and, and everything that's happened to us, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, when we can accept it, then we have exactly, as you said, space, which for me is freedom. Then we really have freedom because then we are, we become whole. And from that place, again, we can actively choose how we live We're not lost in our stories. We're not reacting. We are literally the, cre the active creator of our universe. And that is powerful. Yes. And when we feel whole, we also meet other people who are whole. And then it's also in our relationships, not so much this like wanting to like find somebody to, to, fi to fix my holes or something like that, you know, because then all of a sudden you feel happy with yourself and then you meet other people and it's like, oh, I'm happy, you're happy, let's be happy together, you know, kind of like in a different, it comes from a different longing, you know, and not from a needy place of like, you need to like give me what I don't have or something, you know, and it's really beautiful how you say that also. It's like, you know, and nobody else will make us whole. We have to make ourselves whole. That's the practice. Yes, and that's full circle again. And that's why I'm always saying take responsibility for yourself, <laughs> which in this sense is show up for yourself, because it is that, like, we have to do that for ourselves. And exactly, like, just to reiterate, because I think what you just said is so important, like, nobody can complete us. And I think this mythical story that we're sold in terms of romantic relationship from childhood of Prince Charming and the perfect blah and the one true love and all this, sorry bullshit um <laughs> it really is bullshit and it and it it feeds into the stories that we tell ourselves and it actually feeds into disempowerment but when we can flip that on its head and take responsibility for our well-being take responsibility for our own individual state for our own needs for our own love for our own self-care then it's exactly what you just said We feel complete and whole and wonderful and just fantastic as we are. And we can accept all of our emotional fluctuations and support ourselves in that space. And then we get to meet other people who are equal. In We're vibrating on the same level. And that's so rewarding. And this is from a romantic space, but from a friendship space, like teachers, all of it. It's, it's wonderful. And we literally transform our entire life just through showing up for ourselves.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And inspire other people then to do the same. Yeah. Exactly. So, because it takes some people to, like, you know, show up first. And then you're like, oh, actually, they're doing a good job. So maybe I can show up a little bit more too, you know, as inspiration. And we're so afraid to show up and shine our light or, like, show, you know, share our gifts or whatever. But always, like, learned. I mean, I always learned to keep the balls flat, you know, to keep myself small. And it's like, You know, that's why I love the work that you do, because it's so much about, you know, speaking our truths and speaking up and not being afraid to share. Because, it's, you know, if nobody shares something inspiring, if nobody shines the light, then we're all going to just keep small and that helps nobody, you know. So we need some people to go out there and be like, okay, <laughs> let's do this, you know. Absolutely. Do you know, I go as far as to say um, we actually, like, okay, this is a little bit strong, but I, I believe this, like, we owe it to the world to, to, to express ourselves, to shine our light, because we're unique. There is no other person that will ever be this unique individual that we are. And whatever the story and the life that we've been through, when we can embrace that and hold it and accept it and find the gift in it, then we can help so many people through our own living, through our own experience, through our own loving. You know, it's it's so powerful. And I, I really believe that we owe that to life, especially especially when we're born of countries like like Australia, like Germany, when we have so many opportunities to have a beautiful life, you know, then let's really embrace that and live it and then share what we can learn from that with others and help help others. Yeah, and also then there's no sense of competition really because then it's like, you know, we can really like, you know, what do you have to share? What do I have to share? And how can we like, you know, come together as a community and yeah, go out in the world and inspire the people because it's really like I, I, you know, I have my moments too where I look at the world and I feel like, oh my gosh, and it's all going downhill and like, and it's all like, you know, I lose trust in humanity and all this. And then it's like, okay, but I have a choice here. I have a choice like every day. Do I want to create beauty and believe and have hope? Or do I want to just be small and think like, oh, it's all not worth it. And if I have that choice, of course, I'm going to go out and create beauty as long as I can and try to, you know, if I, if I spiral down, find people who lift me up. And if other people spiral down, I go and lift them up. And that's really... Yeah, what I love about this community, you know. It's beautiful. That's really being a servant of humanity. Um, Dagmar, I want to just, um, we're, we're kind of coming to the end, but I want to just um, touch on like everything that we've been talking about. I think um, you're also running a, an online course for, for some of these things, like showing up for yourself and self-acceptance and taking the practice off of your mat. So um, you're running an online course for this uh, at the end of January. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, um, um, I love to tell you about it. Um, the course is called um, Cultivating Intuition, and it's like a mentorship program um, for five weeks. And basically, every week, people get practices that they can do in their own um, time. And there's yoga videos that I filmed in Costa Rica, there's yin yoga practices, there's audio meditations, there's um, recommendations of, for reading, for books. And we have a Facebook group where we basically share and come together as a community. In, and in this Facebook group, I also show up live every day and um, give talks. And um, it's just really 
powerful. I've already done it for two years. It's really powerful to share these five weeks together. So, you know, a lot of courses you do on your own. And the power of this one is really to just hold each other accountable because, you know, when you don't show up for your job, um, you know, then you have right away consequences. When you don't show up on your own yoga mat, nobody holds you accountable. You know, it's much easier to let that fall off to the side. So I think to go through something for five weeks um, together is really what makes this a very powerful experience. And I'm super excited to run it for the third time. And yeah, and the theme is all about showing up and really looking at our story and looking at what holds us back and how we can find our inner spark again and what we need to lift each other up and how we can create like um, more trust, how we can become more confident, how we can speak our truths. Um, yeah, all these things that we basically talked in the talk today. It's beautiful. I think it sounds amazing. And I um, I love what you said about, yeah, that we have, that there's accountability in it, that there's, it's not like you're going off on your own, having your own experience and feeling isolated, but actually you get to connect not just to like you as the teacher, Dagma, but also the other participants through the group. You can interact, you can find your tribe, you get like skills that you can learn to apply each and every day and just to um, incorporate that and use that in your daily life. And then, as we said, to be a, to be a servant of humanity and then to share this with others. So I think it sounds like a really, really beautiful um, five weeks. And I, I think it's a wonderful way to start the, the new year. Yeah, thank you. That's why I'm planning always to do, I only run it once a year and it's always in the new year. And it's really also for me because, I mean, I'm participating in it too. So I get so much out of it to share this experience with the group because I love community and I love connection and communication and this is really what I thrive on so that's why in that sense I created it as a program like that where really the most powerful part is the community and the connection every day in some way you know so thank you for bringing that up I'm excited to run the next yeah, I'm excited for you. And um, guys, just for everybody who is listening, I'm going to include links to Dagma's course and how you can sign up for that if you're interested or how you can just contact her if you have more questions. That's all going to be included in the show notes um, at the end of the podcast. Dagma, thank you so much for, for all of your beautiful um, insight and wisdom and for this picture into the life that you've led and, and kind of how you really transition your life from being in one direction to quite a different direction and sharing all of this with us today. I have um, one more question for you, which is the question that I always end my podcast interviews with. And it is, if there was just one message, one thing that you could say, one message that you could leave the world with, what would it be? Well, it comes to the same message. You know, the magic is in the practice. All you really need to do is show up on your mat and take responsibility and have the willingness to do the work. And that's going to shift everything, you know. So trust, show up, find help when you feel lost. And um, it's all out there. The tools are there and we just need to put them into practice. Very beautiful. I love that. Thank you so, so, so much for spending time with us today. And um, yeah, I just send you a really, really big hug uh, from across the other side of the world where I'm sitting at the moment in, uh, <laughs> in Adelaide, South Australia, <laughs> to beautiful Costa Rica. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. And it's like dark and evening here and you're just starting your day and I'm going to like end my Sunday evening now. So beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. That was really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. Um, to find out about Dagmas coming up, it's about to start her online course called Cultivating Intuition 2020. Head to dagma-spremberg-yoga.teachable.com. That's D-A-G-M-A-R-S-P-R-E-M-B-E-R-G-yoga.teachable.com. The course, again, is called Cultivating Intuition 2020. It's going to be magic. It's going to be amazing. And knowing Dagmar, it's going to be very insightful. On the topic of insight and inner wisdom, I would love, absolutely love, to invite you to my upcoming free course. This is starting on January 24th. It's going to run for three days. It's an upcoming free course called Express Yourself Freely. You know, this is all about how do we tune into our inner voice? How do we learn to love ourselves on a deeper level? How do we find the self-confidence that we sometimes need to just like shout out the message and not hold ourselves back? This course is going to be touching on all of these topics and more. And I am inviting you, my dear listener, to it. It would be my honor if you would join us to sign up for this free course, uh, head to Kirbanu, my name, K-I-R-B-A-N-U dot teachable dot com. Teachable is T-E-A-C-H-A-B-L-E dot com. So it's Kirbanu dot teachable dot com. The course is called Express Minus Yourself Minus Freely Minus Mini. If you have any questions, just shoot me a DM over on Instagram. My handle is Kirbanu, K-I-R-B-A-N-U. Or, you know, you can just write to me directly on WhatsApp. My phone number is plus 491768907132. That is everything from me for now. Let's take Dagma's advice and let's embrace this moment, embrace this day, embrace this week, embrace this year, rah, 2020 guys, showing up for ourselves and giving ourselves that love and care, compassion, kindness, and understanding that we all need. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>